and they would cruise the shelves looking at the you know the the English beers, and they'd turn them over, and they would read the back, and then they would sort of mm-hmm. pick up the craft beers, and they would read the labels and things like that, and then you know you'd sort of see them you know spend fifteen twenty minutes, and then they would just go pick up their carton of Heineken and walk to the to the counter, no constantly being crazy stalker guy with no oh, personal no. boundaries. Um, you know, sort of going, excuse me, mate. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. But I, I, I've been watching you for 15 minutes. I've been minutes. watching you for quite a long time. <laughs> Tell me you never did that to anyone. Radio Brews News is proudly presented by Cryer Malt. With over 25 years in the field, Cryer Malt is dedicated to providing the finest brewing ingredients to help brewers create the foundations of a truly excellent beer. They are your premium brewing partner and proud sponsors of Brews News. And this in particular, which is Brews News Week, our regular wrap-up of all that has made news in beer this week. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum, and joining me to take a good hard look at the news, the views and the issues are the founder and editor of Australian Brews News, Matt Kierkegaard, ace reporter and senior journalist, Claire Burnett, and newest addition to the Mitchum household, uh, Mac. Um, <laughs> g'day, guys. Hey, Pete. Morning, Pete. I'm Mac. Apologies for two things. One, noises in the background. Secondly, if I'm reading, if you're listening to this, if you normally listen to it at one and a half or two, it's probably sounding like three and a half or four. <laughs> I realise I'm trying to race through this. Um <laughs> In between interruptions from uh, a nine-month-old Australian cattle dog uh, who who joined us yesterday um, and is just finding his way and um, just wants to be in everything. And at the moment, the road podcast of 5,000 is uh, part of everything. <laughs> just wants to be involved. We are thrilled for you, Pete. But, uh, yeah, we, we've already started talking about dogs. All it needs to do is hump your leg and it'll be uh, the Boss and the Brewer podcast. So we, <laughs> we, 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 we might get on um, with the news. Is leg humping a thing? Apparently on that podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we are, we are. So guys, and, well, and, and, yeah, we we're, just and, take and it, Mick. We know they listen, so. Uh. We, are, we, are, we are so behind the times. We need to up our game. All right. Yes. Uh, no, he hasn't, hasn't uh, exhibited any of that sort of behaviour as yet, but um, as I say, we've heard him a day, so. He'll run out of things to chew. The, you know. the journey is young. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the borders are opening up there, I right hear. I oh, know, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, anyway. Can't believe it. Who, who knows? It's, it, <laughs> if you're going into New South Wales for two days, you need to have a test before you go. You know, anyway. Oh, anyone who wants to. So, so you can get back in. Which, a test. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's just, it, it, look, again. Absolutely mental. I have no problems with yeah. sensible rules. I just don't, un- but, you know, yeah. explain them to us. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, there doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, common sense behind no. uh, much of it. All logic. Uh, yeah. But what there does seem to be a lot of common sense around is uh, the news. And uh, we cross live now to the uh, Australian Brews News Media Centre for a wrap-up. And we begin, Claire, with P-A-L-L-E-T-E or is it P-L-A-T-E or is it P-E-L-L-E-T or is it P-A-L-L-E-T shortages impacting Australian brewers? Um. Where are you getting that from? Well, no, because a palate is one of the most misspelled oh, words in right. beer journalism. You know, pe- I don't often spell pe- it wrong. People so. talk about developing their palate, <laughs> but then spell it like these big hardwood wooden things, well, which, like, <laughs> which, which might, might be why there's a palate shortage, <laughs> hey, because people are too busy developing their palates <laughs> and not their taste buds. Oh, yeah. brilliant. You some of the repeat offenders it. should be shot with a small palate. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Pallet shortages, yes. Ongoing global freight crisis. Uh, We're having issues with getting pallets knocking around. Obviously, difficult to 
move them around. Um, but there's also a lot of stockpiling of goods in multiple industries. So parts are being tied up in warehouses and it's been exacerbated by a global hardwood shortage. So we saw last week, it hit the mainstream news. You probably saw it, everyone. Beer shortages in the headline. There are no beer shortages. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Don't know where you're getting that from. Don't put that in a headline. That's ridiculous. Uh, pallet shortages. Yeah, absolutely. Pallet shortages are making it difficult to move beer around. Um, in the past couple of weeks, there have been rationing in some stores, but... Lion, CB, both saying, we, we're fine, we're, you're not going to have no beer for Christmas. The only issue that CB is having is that uh, they're having issues with getting corona over from Mexico. They had the same problem last year. It's not, like, shocking or new. Um, but, yes, there are no beer shortages. Yeah. Don't but worry, it, everyone. Isn't it, 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 it's one of those funny things because uh, it, it, a memo went out to one retailer just saying, look, 10 packs of beer... We're not going to distribute because don't have pallets. We need to work out what beers we're going to send. Um, so we'll send cartons of Forex Gold rather than 10-pack because 10-packs don't move as quickly. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, yeah. but then, Logical. Uh, it, 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 it's one of like the, the AFR, which is meant to be our premium uh, business journal, took it and ran and with, it, with this huge beat-up story that – News being news, and if somebody's got a clickbait story, everyone has to have a clickbait story. Um, so everyone starts doing the same story. And mm-hmm. no one actually sort of thought, well, that's actually not the news. The news is there's plenty of beer, just no... It's just not as sexy as the headline. It doesn't oh, get the clicks. Pallets. Oh, what are you oh. on about? We're not bothered. Beer, that's the problem. Yeah, and, yeah. and look, beer is in the headline. Yeah, beer for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We saw it with champagne a week yes. earlier. Yes. Um, and, you know, look, the, the great champagne shortage was <laughs> we're limiting purchases to 12 bottles. I mean, you know, <laughs> really? All right, I definitely couldn't afford <laughs> yeah. 12 bottles. Well, <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, and we're talking actual champagne, not Australian sparkling. Yeah, yeah, champagne. yeah proper yeah, yeah. champagne. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. As you'd expect. But I do think it's a really interesting insight into how comfortable we've got with having everything accessible at our fingertips whenever we want it. Mm. And it's an absolute shocker if someone says, oh, you can only have X amount of them. Yep. There's yep. No, sh- no, you can't have it at all. It's like you can only have X amount and we're very... We're shocked by the concept. And I did see people going, oh, yeah, this is just a beat up by the brewers to, you know, get people, you know, buying. Oh, they don't want to uh, talk about it. They were like, oh, They're trying is. to hose it down because, <laughs> yeah. again, they plan their um, supply mm-hmm. months in advance. And, you know, it's, it's one of those nice little conspiracy theories. You go, you know, those bastard big brewers, you know, manipulating mm-hmm. – you know, they're they're not evil geniuses sitting in a cave going, you know, stroking <laughs> their cat. Yeah, um, the hairless cat going. That's it. If we say this, the media will just go batshit crazy yeah. with this story, and will. And at the end of the day, it's just like toilet paper. You can have a cupboard full of toilet paper, <laughs> but you're not visiting the little room more often. Um, so you know, it's a sugar hit of sales, but that. you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. We should point out because yeah, the the, the the issue comes about, and like with the toilet paper scandal, was is is that um, there's enough to go around unless everybody starts stockpiling, and then yeah. there's nothing until next week's delivery. So that's everyone it. thinks yep. it's all gone, so they buy whatever's left, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how brew sells beer. <laughs> well, um, do they sell beer? Question mark. <laughs> well, so I saw five cartons for a hundred dollars. Um, was was I think the 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 best price somebody sent, and again, you know. So now they stopped. wouldn't move if they were in ten packs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
anyway. Brilliant. Anyway, so Brilliant. Uh, yeah, no, no beer shortage. Um, we're okay. Although it, could, it, it, it was interesting that small brewers um, were, were, were suffering this as well. Yes. So I spoke to Callum at Kaiju and I said, um, you know, are you guys experience the same thing? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. It's an issue for us. So it's not just a big brewer thing. It's a small brewer thing. It's across industries, uh, not just us as well. So something to keep an eye on. I do think it's interesting as well, though, because um, the writing was on the wall. See, it, I think it's Chep, actually, the Brambles Company. Yep. I keep spelling it out. <laughs> I was speaking to the lovely David Cryer on the week and he was like, Chep. And I was like, oh, sugar. It's the H-E-P. Yeah, oh. and he was, he was very nice and just skated over it. And I was like, And oh, you want to be it. my senior journalist. <laughs> I know. It's the problem when you live your life in, on, in words and not actually speaking them out loud, just on a screen. <laughs> Chep is also, I think, the, the Kiwi pronunciation. It's, uh, everyone else, I've, I've always heard, re- heard it referred to as chef. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, yeah. this is too much for yeah. me. Yeah. So the, the, the good news is, unless you're planning on going all Shelley Craft with some artificial turf and some stolen pallets, you're not, you're not going to be able to make your little outdoor furniture setting this Christmas, but you will get beer. Hey, Bunnings, I notice, now sells kits. They sell um, uh, coffee tables that you can pull apart and turn into a pallet. <laughs> <laughs> boom! Uh, no, no, that, that wasn't like a clear boom. That was just a, a good yeah, one, though. Yeah. Like the it. joke, the joke came halfway through the thought. But no, the thing is, I noticed <laughs> that Bunnings do actually now sell brand new, brand new pellets. I don't know what you like. So you buy, but them, they're the soft wood ones. Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. not the hard wood ones for carrying. Exactly. You know, yeah. Thousands of kilos of beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny because my beloved Brendale is literally made of pallets. Like that's its <laughs> bar is made of pallets. And then what? Ryan, did you? See? Hence the shortage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ryan McCallson, this is your fault. Um, <laughs> he he posted on the um, Facebook page. Um, oh my, the value of my tap room's gone up like a hundred percent. Like he, he get should rid. launch an equity crowdfund. <laughs> On, on, on just not not putting the uh, v- value of his annual beer sales, but just putting how many pallets he's yeah, got that's it. <laughs> out the back. That's where the value really comes from in a brewery. The pallet yes. police will be paying a visit this week now. Oh, yeah, you've got some pallets. <laughs> Going to make uh, your offer you can't refuse. Someone, someone else who moves lots of pallets, lots of um, the time is uh, Cryer, and they're actually expanding with the Key Keg Partnership. Clear. They are. So they've signed with, uh, well, they've signed to be up to be a reseller with One Circle, which is like the owner of Key Keg and Unikeg and a bunch of other sorts of things like that sustainable solutions, recyclable kegs, etc. Um, it's a strategic one for Cryer. So they opened their distribution center in Melbourne earlier this year. So it's a big one. And I spoke to David, as I mentioned, and he, we, we were like, why now? What What's the situation? Uh, basically, they've got this big distribution center. There's definitely opportunities to do other things, to do other products. And he made the interesting point that, uh, you know, you could co-pack pallets and include lots of the ingredients as well as kegs. And it would just make it easier for like particularly remote and regional breweries that aren't necessarily on those major uh, distribution logistics network lines. Um, So, yeah, an interesting move for Korea. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll Um, see. And in fact, our professional listener audience who, you know, have some experience with this, really keen to hear your thoughts, you know, at at au or just whatever, at bruisenews.com.au. Um, it'll, it'll get through. It, it'll get through. Um, Pellets at bruisenews.com.au. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do get some funny um, emails. Anyway, um, keen to hear your thoughts on these one-way kegs because mm. it's one of those things that 
on one hand, everyone's talking waste and things, and they've never really taken off. And you hear a whole lot of people um, not liking them, but then they do seem to make sense. They do seem to have a use case. They've had a couple of cracks out, haven't they? And particularly mm-hmm. with some of the, I think the some of the German uh, breweries were were sort of championing them. If you're sending beer across the Pacific, um, you know, because we, we had all of those rubberized road kegs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And they're, they're too expensive to send a, a, a steel keg um, one way mm-hmm. or send it back empty, um, particularly with shipping rates now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is it something that's limited to imports? Is it something that craft breweries who maybe just want to dabble in distribution but don't want to invest in um, a kegstar or a convoy um, contract because they don't need the kegs back? It suits them. What is the use case? How have you found them? You know, what what are the downsides? Um, all of those sorts of things. Really, really mm-hmm. keen to hear your thoughts because it's something that we've mm. never really looked into. No. Yeah, I'd be interested to, to find out more actually. Mm. Uh, something else that a lot of brewers have had a crack at and there seems to be mixed response to is a uh, container deposit scheme and the major brewers are teaming up for a Victorian version. They are. So, I mean, this one isn't a surprise. They've done it in other um, states. It's just an interesting one in that the Victorian government is deciding to go down the route that they are going to. So there's obviously different structures for the container deposit schemes in each state. Uh, New South Wales hasn't had a good time with its container deposit scheme. Um, A little bit because of us, but a little bit because of the structure and how they worked it out. Queensland um, seems to be doing a little bit better in that respect. Tasmania is in the middle of deciding what they're going to do with theirs. So um, it's interesting to follow and see how they go but yeah unsurprisingly these are the uh sort of people in the industry that have vested interest and also the money behind it to launch a uh bid to become the victorian cds scheme coordinator one of the stories we're going to look into is if there's been a material change in recycling rates because Mm -hmm. recycling bins for beer bottles and cans seem to have been working um you know it's not like plastic water bottles that litter every foreshore and things like that Mm -hmm. the amount of beer packaging waste yep. just does it seems to be a problem that didn't need the overkill solution that mm-hmm. was such a dead it, hand of cost on brewers yeah. and and it worries me because this is a, such a costly exercise are they just gonna there's no i don't know if there'll be any cost some cost fallacy in this they'll just be like oh well we have to keep going because otherwise we'll look stupid so they're just going to keep going with it and keep going with it even though it's actually not making any material difference yes. to the situation mm. Is anyone ever going to call that out and say, yeah, this is stupid? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good at talking big numbers, but at the end of the day, it, it's a, it's a, the government creating a government entity. Yep. Yep. I have, I have zero confidence. But, but again, it's yeah. a victimless crime that they see because at the end of the day, no one well, puts their hand talk, up. They can talk it up. It's all about sustainability. Yeah. It's all, oh, we, we love it then. We, we have to support it. And then mm-hmm. there's no... You and know, you can't um, point to the material damage that it's doing it, to anyone... Um, even though exactly. they can't point to the positives. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Except the brewers who have to deal with all the extra costs and nightmarish crap, that bureaucracy that comes with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, God. Fun times. That's it. You make, yeah, you make a system too difficult and people will revert back to whatever they – whatever's the easiest. Yeah, you know, water it. finds its, its own I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm very good at recycling my cans and bottles. I just chuck them in my bin. I, I have I would never, never go out of my way to go visited a CDS. I wouldn't no, know where they either. are. No, um, I'm not sure. You know, um, there's one on the Bruce, actually. 
like off it. Yeah, we, we've got a very yeah. good, okay. a very good recycling system down here. So yeah, yeah. I won't be using it. Weird. Anyway, we'll follow it. We'll see what's going on. Claire, apparently there's overwhelming demand for uh, Mighty Craft as a beer brand. <laughs> oh, sorry, a, a new beer brand. Through, yes. This was confusing. So you might remember that Mighty Craft, back in July, I think, launched a zero-carb better beer. It's called Better Beer. Um, it's a bit of a weird name. Don't ask me why they did it. Um, but now they've called it an overwhelming success. Uh, they did it in conjunction with the Inspired Unemployed, uh, who don't know if we're really your cup of tea, guys. Um, well, I'm a, I am aware of the Inspired Unemployed. Yeah, yeah. Nope, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, social what media influencers. Passes for humour with the kids these days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Especially with, with tradies. Love it. Um, yeah, apparently it's doing really well. Uh, Endeavour Group said it's the most successful new beer brand launched this year. Stocked in all 1,600 plus Dan Murphy's and BWS stores. Uh, kegs will be available. They've sort of um, fast-tracked it. Uh, ke- the kegs will be available in time for Christmas. Um so it they must seems know to be where going. All the pellets are hidden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mighty craft. Um, they reckon that they're going to be brewing three million liters of it next year, and obviously that is not with any of their portfolio breweries. That is with Australian Brewing Co. owned by Coca Cola and Casella Family Wines. Mm. So um, there were lots of thoughts on this. We're in the post Mighty Craft world. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, do you want to keep that? <laughs> I was hoping we'd get to a post-zero carb beer world myself. No, we'll leave the discussion around this to blow the fold. That's, yeah. that's the news? That'll, yeah, Done. that'll do. The next bit of news is that there are unrealised opportunities in beer merch, say industry experts. Yes. Claire. So, this was a little bit more of a deep dive rather than a news news. Uh, we were thinking about brewery merchandise, lots of beer merch going on. Um, lots of people doing much more interesting things with their merchandise and apparel and promotional items than necessarily has been done before. Kind of seemingly beer merch used to be an afterthought, like a, oh, we're brewing the beer, we're making good beer, uh, we're looking at our venue, our tap room, getting all that in line, and oh, wouldn't it be nice to have some black T-shirts with our logo on it? That's the standard. It sells really well. So I spoke to um, Emery at Thirsty Merchants and Joe Cook at Beer Fans, both sort of slightly different um, beer merch marketplaces, um, manufacturers, all that kind of stuff, um, T-shirt printing, need all to, sorts of just things. just need to point out that uh, Beer Fans isn't a sponsor. Um, no. So they, this is not just going, how can we... How can we the, make them look good? How can we make the people who give us money look good? It's I mean, they do it themselves. And we can't help. Well. I mean, Thirsty Merch is one of the biggest... Um, so yeah, I so just want to get sense. that out there because yeah. they do sponsor this episode and I just want to say it's not <laughs> – who else are we going to speak to? Because well, that's it. Um, but we also spoke to um, Klimt at Spotty Dog who have done some really interesting – Who's not a sponsor. Who's not a sponsor. Not a subscriber. <laughs> so actually two out of three. Be. Bloody well, should be. Yeah, Clint, get on to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, little, he's a little gem though. This Claire's unsponsored story. You fucker. Yeah. Well, he really helped me out on this one, so Klimt's in my good books right Mind now. Mind you, all of you who are listening this for free. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. All right, Scrooge. <laughs> Rain it in, love. Rain it in. Uh, I, know it's ju- I know, Claire, it's jumping ahead a little bit to yeah. below the fold and, and to our comments, but I did notice one from uh, Craig Williams, who's yeah. uh, a guy who's, who's um, nouse and... Uh, 
expertise I, I really value in terms of that sort of, you know, marketing, branding, business sort of sense, made a really interesting point about the, um, the 90s and the 2000s where, you know, surf and skate brands really became a lifestyle brand rather than this is something that has a picture of, you know, like Matt said, it's a, you know, it's a black T-shirt with a logo mm-hmm. on it or, you know, so, you know, a bucket hat with, with our name on it. Yep. It became more about signifying, you know, your values or, you know, the, the sort of things that you liked or the lifestyle that you aspired to. Yeah, absolutely. Which I thought was a, a really interesting uh, comment. I don't know if we've got it in. I haven't jumped down to the comments yet. So I may um, be, well, so well, the I idea behind BFNs is pretty much this can be a significant revenue stream for breweries. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, I think breweries, you know, like if you're a small little craft brewery having T-shirts and stuff like that, you know, it, it, it's a bit of a vanity exercise at first. We got merch, you know. Yeah. And, and oh, I, you know so a cool. lot of them get it done before, you know, they've actually got beer in tank and, you and stuff like that. And invest a lot of money in your brand to start off with. Like, and, why and, and would you, you not do, want yeah. it? And then it's Outlet. wonderful to see, you know, um, I, I, I caught up with the guys from Your Mates recently. I bumped into uh, Christian. Um, hello, Christian, if you're listening. And congratulations to Christian's wife, Brittany. Uh, yeah, baby. Who I think, yeah. They've had a baby. Uh, much better. So what these two mean Mac. is that they've had a baby. <laughs> yes, I just realised. I just realised they're related. So to the both of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, you know, I was up at Cape Trib a couple of months ago, and mm-hmm. just sort of standing at this little canteen, bloke in front of me rocking a your mate's t-shirt, and you know, again, I remember like fifteen years ago when Burley Brewing first started, and walking into a shopping centre and not seeing the Bintang singlet, seeing someone mm-hmm. wearing a Burley Brewing shirt. And you're going, you know, this craft beer thing might have legs. And so, yeah, yeah. Re- and that was always what merch, the level of sophistication merch was uh, for the industry. But breweries are increasingly finding that it is a significant revenue stream. Absolutely. We're hoping to find it's a significant revenue stream. So if you'd like to buy a Brews News t shirt, Postcraft World t shirt. Um, Just chucked his integrity <laughs> out the window then. No, it's. <laughs> If they want to buy, if they want to buy a shirt, if they want to buy some Bruce News merch, <laughs> brilliant. There we go. It'd be nice to have an income stream <laughs> of any sort <laughs> when we give this away for free. <laughs> uh, that's it for the news. That's all the news for this week. Quieting down into Christmas, do you think, or is it? Uh, it's is a bit no news wise. It's, it's busy. Yeah, I don't it's know whether everyone's busy. sort of you know priming the pump. Yeah. Uh, before someone's ready to sell, are they? Who's who's selling? No, <laughs> not not really. no, 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 if you're going to throw a question like that out that could easily go on for 20 minutes let's um, yeah. <laughs> blow the fold it yeah alright uh, so thanks very much for joining us on the uh, the catch up on the news you're now caught up but if you want to hang around um, feel free yeah, open invitation to below the fold and below the fold is where we discuss uh, in a little bit more depth um, some of the comments and th- your opinions and our opinions and we throw stuff around. And we do, uh, by way of kicking that off, start with the mailbag. And the mailbag is uh, proudly uh, and thankfully from our point of view brought to us by New Zealand Ale Trail. Head to nzaletrail.com or at nzaletrail on all social media to find the best beer experiences in New Zealand. Um, what's in the mailbag, Claire? Oh, we've got a few bits and bobs this week. First one's from Josh Boyle. Yeah, Josh Josh is French-based, isn't he? He is indeed. Uh, France. 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 From yeah. Nantes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's sounded You are good. terrible. N-A-N-T-E, yes. Uh, remind me again. I call it Nanties. Nanties? Nantes. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, don't Is go. this no. what I'm to expect? Uh, apologies to all our <laughs> French listeners and then French speakers. 
Yeah, comment from Josh. Yes. Marie Madoc. Indeed. Madoc. Matt? Madoc. 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 Yeah, I used to call it Madoca, but then yeah. Madoca. Annalise. Annalise Maskins, I got that right. Well done. That's good. You have to practice. But it's Madoc, yes. Right now, you two pipe down. Listen to Annalise and Jimmy from Maddock, says Josh Boyle. Uh, great to hear their story and also the common phrase, take your budget and double it. I have to get down to their tap room whenever I'm allowed back in Australia. On the Belgian brewers being a little bit more closed than Aussies, I'm seeing a similar view with some of the French breweries. But this comes from there being 2,000 breweries here and the market is getting tighter due to the geek crowd wanting more beers, uh, wanting for beers from elsewhere like the UK, Belgium, Lambic mostly, Switzerland, uh, Spain and Italy. But again, great podcast. Help keep me sane. I find that very hard to believe. Mm, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, there are some perhaps, mindfulness podcasts I can recommend that might oh, be yeah, better. Perhaps, perhaps Josh just have a, has a very low uh, sanity <laughs> threshold and um, <laughs> we're aware enough to you know keep that on board. That's it. Interesting cultural similarities and differences that he mentions as well. Mm. I would have. I don't know why. I just assumed it would be the same everywhere for craft beer that it would be a bit like this, but. Collegiate, etc. Yeah, well, I, I, again, it, you know, France is one of the countries that protects its language. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's very parochial. Um, it, it is, as an outsider, you know, mm-hmm. that I find it surprising that the craft beer movement seeks, makes them seek the external yeah. supplies um, when, when they seem very self contained. Except then again, um, oh God, I mean, I haven't been over there for, I haven't been, I haven't been seriously into France um, for eight years and then I went two years ago and so you, you've had the, the only beers I could see were the traditional ones um, and then all of the small breweries I went to, you know, like they had a, a blonde and a, brand, a brune and a, so it was the, mm-hmm. their interpretation of a fairly classic range of styles, which I loved mm-hmm. as a, as an Australian who, you know, you just have lager, um, and then you go somewhere and having breweries that pretty much had the same, you know, and it was at Christmas, so they had their Noel beer and things like that. And they basically had beers that fit under the same very general styles, but then had their own interpretations um, and then quality differences. Were, and, and I love that. But then when you read uh, about what's going on elsewhere in the world, it does create that demand for the novelty and hype so yeah it, 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 it's interesting to hear that that's a, a global phenomenon as well yeah so next comment is from matt emerson re the mighty craft better beer um story so it, he says it's a shame they had to use the name of a well-established craft beer distributor it's sure to cause some confusion on the wholesale side at least an unnecessary distressed distributor now i didn't actually know that there was a distributor well it's a melbourne-based distributor yeah, it's yeah. It, um oh, i was however, assuming it was a brisbane base because I'd, I'd never heard of it no no i hadn't either isn't it john um uh, oh, john cope williams yeah oh, of course. oh okay all right um but, but anyway uh, i had a quick look to see if better beer had been registered as a trademark. i was just about to do that yep Yes, mm. so I put that This is underneath. why you're my senior journalist. I'm here, I'm here for you. <laughs> sort it out. Uh, so actually, there's two uh, trademark registrations be- currently being considered. So ah. they have been filed. They filed, uh, one of them is the logo with the name. The name style, yes. Yep, yep. Uh, and that was only filed in August. By? By Torquay Beverage Company, which is Mighty Craft. Mm. So they're still examining it. So they don't they don't know when that's going to happen. They're not going to be accepted for potentially another year. And who's got the other one? Um, the other one is also them. Mm-hmm. So from what I can see, 
Well, you know, he, and, and, the other company hasn't. He, and, and and this is the thing, you know. As beer lovers, we're sympathetic to a very long-standing, um, you know, business that's a huge supporter of craft beer. But this is why you need to protect your IP or go speak to an IP lawyer um, because I do want to speak to James about this one though because I think Better Beer is a bit of a. I know they've got the logo. But, well, that, that's why they've got the name. Well, see that. So, so that's the thing. I think once you've got the logo, yeah, because Better Beer is too. Because I, I had a chat to him uh, about the Defend Pilsner. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I, given James is a listener and a highly qualified lawyer, that if you have IP problems in your brewery, um, you should go and speak to. Because yeah. we do every well, time. <laughs> we, we do every time as well. That's not a paid um, ad. That's just true. God, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, um, he was saying that. The defend word is such a strong word that mm-hmm. even though Brooklyn had defend beer, it's Pilsner, anything after that is descriptive. It's the defend that's, that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. So he, his expression was he would much rather be on the Brooklyn beer side than on the um, oh. other side of, of that case, you know, being the, the, the winning lawyer. Mind mm-hmm. you, James, you get paid either way. You might not chalk it up in the wind column, but you still get paid. Um, um, but interesting that Better Beer, so they did their name, just the words, yep. Better Beer, in March, and then realised, I assume, that that might not be a goer. Mm. And then they did the logo and, be- and the be- words Better Beer mm. in August. So. so interesting thought process there. We can only speculate on that, but I'll be surprised. I think I'll be surprised if that one goes through. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, again, I, I, it, it's just it, it, there's so much precedent and expertise and you know, specialization in in, in IP. Um, that's why yes, you, yeah. you really need you to go no see idea. somebody. Um, yeah, and if you need to defend your IP, you can call one three hundred eight five two two three five and speak to our friends at Rellings Labels Stickers and Packaging because they can uh, look after, make sure that your branding is uh, so well recognised uh, <laughs> and so identifiable that nobody else would dare say, "Oh, I'm going to use those words in that you know same or similar order." But if somebody did and you lost, and well, then you needed to change, right and you needed to change your branding, they yeah, might also be able to help out there exactly. as well. Yeah, yeah. So normally, you know, as we say, you know, it's winners are grinners and shit sandwich for second. But if you happen to come second, you could then go, well, at least I get to call Rellings Label Stickers of Packaging and deal with the, you know, greatest blokes on planet Earth in terms of uh, packaging and stickering and labelling. And, um, this might and be get why no other packaging suppliers <laughs> subscribe. We're overdoing yeah. it. <laughs> Deservedly hey, so. Anyway, I don't think they've, got their, I think they've got their value. You get in early, you get the love. Do we want to talk about better beer and the power of influencers, like massively successful influencers? Mm. Because let's face it, Mighty Craft, you know, there's some great breweries in its stable, but it sounds like this one beer that has been cut from whole cloth mm-hmm. that is, for want of a better word, a marketing construct rather than a Mighty Craft beer, mm-hmm. seems to be their biggest uh, seller and what does that say about the beer market what does that say about the business model um, interesting point on the influencer thing and we had this discussion on the Facebook page as well actually because someone put oh Daniel Massey put not not really a surprise um, considering the following the inspired unemployed has uh, he posted a video on the TikTok video and it has 1.5 million views and I said well yeah that is interesting but you know I'd like to see that translate into consistent regular beer drinkers 
as opposed to just drinking it because the inspired unemployed have posted it a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there a loyal following there? Or is there it's, a, oh, this is a nice novelty, we'll drink this? Except it's not called the, un, the inspired unemployed mm-hmm. beer. So you're not rocking up to a barbecue and going, oh, like the, it's, uh, yeah. it's called better beer. And yeah. it's it, it, it does have, you know, um, elements, you know, um, as part of the, 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 the brand, you know, it, what is it? It's gluten-free and vegan-free and, mm-hmm. you know, God knows. Yeah, it's, it's got a little mm-hmm. bit of every marketing Buzzword Does vegan vegan free mean it's got extra beef fat in it, or <laughs> <laughs> extra animal? It's got no vegans used in it. Um, but yeah, like it, and and that's the thing. So it, it it it's a brand that they have given exposure to, but then has value to a you know growingly growing significant portion of the of, of the market, and you know it, it it's an interesting one, um, but. Given Mighty Craft started as uh, you know founders first, um, an accelerator business for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. This is just a marketing yeah. beer that they've gone bang. Well, and the other thing is they've got this network of breweries, and yet they're contracting it out to a, 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 a third yes. party, Coca Cola. Yeah. So d- does that does that mean okay if Stonewood Green Coast Lager is craft, and it's made at Coca Cola? And, <laughs> and better beer <laughs> is made at the same brewery. Mm-hmm. Does that make it craft? Are, are, are they on the same? Asking the big questions. Asking the big questions. If if A equals C and B equals C, does A equal B? Mm. So anyway. Or, or four. Um, you could just <laughs> enter them both in the Indies and then um, that would soon tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they'd let you know. Anyway, so yeah, but it, it'll be very interesting. But just to tease next week, so I'm getting good on the tease, aren't I? Um, good, I'm yeah. speaking to Mark Hazeman about all this and more to find to get an update on Minecraft, which uh, uh, tomorrow. So li- li- listen out to that in your feed next week. Yeah, that'd be good. Can you ask him? And I'm going to ask you the same thing now. If you went to pub, brewery, you know, mainstream, independent, a small brew pub, whatever, and you randomly surveyed a hundred people. What do you think would be the average in terms of uh, the carb level that people consider regular beer to have? And even if you went, you know, uh, insignificant, small, I, medium, I, I don't think most people would know anything because uh, again, yeah. it's just you know, so, so. That's my point. So, how does zero carb? So, oh, that's great. It's got no carbs in it. But, but no one. You, but, but it's the cl- no, no one actually cares about the number. They care about the claim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know because. You know, remember the, the early craft beer bars, like some of them would give you a smarty and so say this has got more sugar in than, you know, This is beer. the difference between... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the Great, the great Northern. Or a, a rice cracker. Smarties. Like a, a, a rice cracker has more carbs than, you know, the, the difference between... The regular beer. Yeah, and so the, if you the, the dip one yeah. hummus dip, um, you know, you, you, you might as well... And, and, and that was always the education. That discussion yeah. just doesn't take place because then yeah. we've got... I, I'd just be know, interested to hear what, you know, what people would say in terms of, you know, how many, how many grams of carbs per 100 millilitres? This was always my criticism of the big brewers that holding one relatively small part of the broader beer market out as being somehow qualitatively better um, on a not really fully true point damages the entire beer market 
um, and it legitimizes ignorance in the market that you know beer is bad for you, beer makes you fat, beer is full of sugar, all of those things that then they had to run a campaign, Beer the Beautiful Truth, um, to try and undermine uh, or to, to try and counter and uh, effectively to legitimize the what they once called the diet um, beer category and then become the low carb category because it was you know for all the reasons we've talked about yes it was a successful marketing thing that created a market for a beer but it was i think low carb beer only ever got to eight, nine or ten percent of the total beer market so then you've got 90 percent of the beer market is forever tainted because people go oh you know i I used to drink these beers because they're better for me. Those beers are bad, you know. Um, and some people say, oh, consumers don't think that level. No, no, but they instinctivize it. There's a word for you. Mm. Um, you know, it, it becomes instinct. Um, so, you know, look, I, I, I don't think consumers actually care about the number, Pete. I think low-carb equals better. You know, you've, you've got all of this lazy media um, talk about, you know, better for you alcohol. Alcohol's... Once you see alcohol, it's not better for you. Um, you know, it's just not. Yeah, so. I just I just wonder whether people would behave differently to a low or no carb claim if they knew that beer, most beer, doesn't have a great deal of carbs in it to begin with. So whether whether that uh, ignorance is bliss, whether that's the selling point is that you know you see no carbs well that's good then there's not a thousand in the yeah well, but know, I, I think that's the thinking that i normally get because yeah. when you've even got brewers saying you know this is better for you then you know <laughs> we, we, we make 32 other beers but this is the one you should drink because it's better for you um yeah. I, I i think the thinking stops there because they've just been left with an impression that then requires you know with um stupidity having you know incredible inertia um, you know, ignorance and stupidity, um, the amount of effort you need to move that idea out of their heads through a marketing and advertising campaign is just bigger than the industry could muster with things yeah. like, um, yeah. anyway. So, yeah. So, pardon the pun, but that, that, that would be a massive calorie burner. Like, <laughs> it, would just, it would take way too much effort uh, nice to do it that way. While we're on the subject of the Mighty Craft Better Beer brand, uh, one more comment from oh, Jocelyn yes. Erickson. She says, uh, what we see when we run tours is that people are actually leaning the opposite way. The mainstream beer drinkers do often love a good read craft lager, but are happy to discover new flavours found in XPAs, IPAs, etc. And as for sours, they're a great way to introduce a demographic that doesn't overly like sweet seltzers or beery beer to the wide range of craft and indie options available to them. So, I mean, we've talked about styles and like marketing of beers that are have been traditionally mainstream so i guess jocelyn is jocelyn is making the point that doesn't necessarily mean that the existence of these brands in crafts has to be detrimental to the rest of craft is yeah that fair do you think that's what she means well yeah i think it's we often i think have a, a group assumption that people want something that tastes like that great northern mm-hmm. or that you know whatever they they're used to drinking whereas in fact if they're in that sort of environment and they see different colors and different flavors and different uh, styles of glassware mm-hmm. as they look around they may be you know oh I'm interested you know and, and that's uh, I guess a safe place to do it because mm-hmm. if you're in that you can't you know if you pull something off the um 
shelf at Uncle Dan's, you can't go, mate, do you mind if I just knock the top off this and have a couple of sips? I just want to <laughs> see, if it's, see if I'm going to like it. Whereas you effectively can do that in a small brew pub where you go, oh, I'm not too sure. Well, uh, just try this yeah. and tell me what you think. And, Matt, we've seen that at, at the echo. The power 100%. of yep. the free sample, um, you know, is is incalculable. But mate, in, in terms like, of just breaking that barrier down for, oh, thanks, I didn't want to ask, um, you've now made, you know, established a relationship and it's a lot easier then to then go, yeah, that's not quite what I like. And you can say, well, what is it about it? Yep. Is it, you know, the, the, is it the texture, the flavour, the intensity? Is it not, you know, that bit at the end? Okay, we're talking bitterness. Yep. And then maybe you go, okay, try a sour or try a, a golden ale or whatever it might be. Mate, in the very, very early days of this podcast, I remember sort of talking about, because I, I haven't done it for a while because it's kind of creepy. Um, but, you <laughs> oh, know, like... God, you've worried it, me now. You know, in, in, in the mid-2000s, when... Beers started popping on the shelves of you know your, your local first choice and things like that, and you know I'd sort of be in there and you'd sort of see you know and it tended to be blokes, um, so it's um, it tended to be blokes of walking along and they would cruise the shelves looking at the you know the the English beers and they'd turn them over and they would read the back and then they would sort of mm-hmm. pick up the craft beers and they would read the labels and things like that and then you know you'd sort of see them you know spend fifteen twenty minutes and then they would just go pick up their carton of Heineken and walk to the to the counter, no quantity like being crazy stalker guy with no oh, personal right. boundaries. Um, you know, sort of go, excuse me, mate. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. But I, I, I've been watching you for 15 minutes. I've been minutes. watching you for quite a long time. <laughs> Tell me you never did that to me. I, I couldn't help I noticing. was watching you read those. I, I write about beer. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm yeah, not up to your number. Yeah, start with that. Yeah, not that, that sounds normal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I write about beer, notice you're doing this, mm. um, and then you're left with this. And it was kind of like, oh, I, you know, what if I don't like it? Um, I know I like this. Mm. You know, and if, um, you know, Cronenberg or, you know, Kieran or anything else are on sale this week, I'll pick them up because I know I'm not going to di- – it may not be my favourite, but I know what it tastes like and I'm not going to buy it. If I buy that thing, you know, it's a bit of, mo- bit of money um, and what if I don't like it? Mm-hmm. Well, in some cases, too, Matt, it's like do I buy the $3 that I know or do I take a punt on the $6? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you look at the, whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing, when you buy a carton, you know – it was also actually the other part of the thesis I had about it at that stage was back then you would buy a bottle of wine and get a discount if you bought six or 12 bottles. So, you know, you sort of save 20%. And so, you know, a bottle of wine was your standard purchase. Whereas with a carton of beer, you carton a carton buy was the standard purchase, unless you were just grabbing a six pack to go to a takeaway or something like that, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Um, if you went into a big box retailer, you were there to buy the carton. If you bought a six-pack or a bottle, you were paying the punitive extra um, because you're not thinking of it, well, a carton is a discount mm-hmm. and this is actually the, the the price, the way that you do with wine. You know, there was that sort of crossing over of wine. So, yeah, it, it, you're still thinking, well, I'm not going to buy a carton of this and I'm not going to buy a six-pack of this because, like, what if I don't like it and I've had mm-hmm. too many bad experiences where, ooh, it's a bit fruity. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think the market has changed a little bit and the the um, spread of beers on tap for, for the experience that you talk about, Pete, um, you know, ha- has changed that. But then, you know, when you get to the pointy end um, of, of craft beer, um, you know, that there is a whole segment of the market for whom that trialling and then sink pouring on social media is actually part of the process. But that's, again, that, that's a new aspect of the beer market. You know, the Yorkshire that, that, in me absolutely wants to cry at people pouring 
good beer down there. Like, it might they, not even be good, actually. They but it's get beer. To, <laughs> and you bought it with your hard-earned money. Don't you even no, think no, I would no. kill someone but if they did that? It, it, I, this is the conversation that we were having on, on, on the Facebook group about the James Squire. Again, I wasn't defending mm. the James Squire beer. Mm. But, you know... And people go, oh, wildflower. You know, wildflower you can get for $24 a bottle. And you go, yeah, you, you, you can. Yeah. But if I gave, you know, 60, 70, 80% of my mates a bottle of wildflower, they'd go, thanks, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, and cheers. it would go in a cupboard, never be drunk, because um, they wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. If I give them a bottle of James Squire, which is a recognised brand, and then this is the flash version, this is the crowny. Um, lager um, version of it, you know, if, if, if a mate helps you move, you give him a thing of crownies or, you know, like that's the drink you serve at your wedding to show that you've given the guests a little bit of extra. That's what it is. Um, and we get pleasure from our consumption. Ultimately, drinking beer in any form and craft beer particularly isn't essential to keep us alive. So in the hierarchy of needs, it's a hedonistic pleasure. Um, and if we get the pleasure from getting to buy something that cost us $11 and telling everyone on social media how knowledgeable we are because this sucks, I'm going to pour this $11 <laughs> beer down this and make a big thing out of it. And if you get pleasure from that, it doesn't matter that the beer sucks. You've got pleasure from that beer anyway. Um, <laughs> in the weirdest, in the weirdest roundabout way. Yeah. It is All no, right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I'll yeah. allow it. And, yeah, and, okay. and that's legitimate. And that's okay, where, yeah. like, I'm not going to yuck insane, somebody's yum yeah. as the yeah, guys yeah. on... <laughs> but um, I've got another thought. Yep. Mm. A question for you guys. If somebody doesn't like a beer and they pour it down the sink but they don't video it and put it on social media, does it make any sound? <laughs> <laughs> Did it really happen? Mm. Definitely not. But what I'm saying no, is but if, you need to, if you need to tip a beer down the sink, just tip it down the sink and move on. No. You, you, well, again, look. You I, don't need I, to I, announce. I, I'm not defending the practice and I think it's destructive and there's a whole lot of things like this, but I – the whole thing of Facebook groups mm. is you're part of a community. Um, and, you know, th- that's why you sort of see similar behaviour. Like you see the groups that all have memes and you see the groups that all have, um, you know, sink pours. And in Brisbane, uh, there's one that is actually anti other people. Oh, groups my God, like, stop I'm it. not even going to, yeah. And can I just you say... You know who you are. Actually, at this juncture... Um, I'm in a lot of these beer groups, just to keep an eye, see what everyone's saying, professionally speaking, and it horrifies me, some of the absolute BS that comes out, like, but it's you're no adults that pay taxes, and you have children, It's no different probably. to being part of a hiking but club awful. and endlessly debating yeah. whether one backpack or sleeping bag is yeah. better over another, and it's it's. I think it's the test should be, is There's those who prefer kid. the uphill, those who prefer the downhill, yeah. and they'll, they'll just but, never see well, eye to eye. Just a bit say, of, like, politeness would go a long way, no? They're the ones that are in the Radio Brews News Facebook group. I was going to say, the beautiful space that is the Radio Brews News Facebook group, so... Uh. Feels so much nicer and safer and less nasty, and I just prefer to be there. Yeah. Red thoughts, red thoughts into green thoughts. Mm. We only have light because they're shade. You can only appreciate how good something is if you've experienced how bad it could have been. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, you so two philosophers. There's our thought for the oh, day, people. Oh, look at you. Jeez, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and you got Ru- it for free. Russell, Russell Brand's <laughs> going to be knocking on our door, Matt. Goes, <laughs> can you come on my uh, my luminary um, beneath the skin or my meditation podcast? He'll, he'll be. <laughs> <laughs> now, how are we going for time? Because uh, okay, oh, there, so, there, right. there we go. I, I, I was, I was right. worried that we were going to um, finish early, and you know, people are going to go, "Oh, Jesus, this, is, the, this <laughs> is why I don't pay for that bloody podcast." <laughs> um, 
if you would like Claire to have a pay rise next year um, and you own a brewery, maybe uh, get in touch with how you can subscribe to Bruce News. Don't forget, yeah, vote in the Hottest 100. Oh, yes. Gab's Hottest 100. Please do. Voting open. We said it last week. Get in. Don't wait to see what everyone else is doing. Oh, and also, like the sink pour, you don't need to telegraph your, your picks. Oh, it's probably good for them, though. Unless... <laughs> Um, um, unless um, you're also going to do the same thing, uh, you know, at the next federal election, you know, take a photo of your ballot. Oh, don't be starting all that. No politics on the beard <laughs> podcast, Matt. Get out. Well, no, I, I was just saying, like, you know, that, that's the thing, you know. Mm. Let, let's see how good your taste is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Compare the beer and the voting decisions. That would be, actually, yes. That would be yes. good, wouldn't it? If you are going to post your Hottest 100 <laughs> And we'll, we'll we'll get an intern in, and we'll sort of get all of the social media yep, feeds yep. and see what your top five beers were, and then what your top five oh, Senate this candidates is a can were, of worms. and then get Daniel Ridd to run the numbers. Um, hello, he's Daniel Ridd, fantastic on the numbers yeah, to yeah. sort of see what the um, political. But what if you what if you vote below the line and you've got a uh, tick, you know, one to sixty nine? We'll mean? just take that's your top gonna, five. That's going to throw the yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, but we'll just take top your top five. five. Okay, no, fair enough. <laughs> like this is actually going to happen. I don't think we need to worry I about love the mechanics. The idea, it's yeah. good, isn't it? I want to I see who is actually drinking <laughs> milks, milkshake stouts. And I've got an dessert. idea. I'll yeah. keep it to myself. Though. I want to run a book this year, Matt, just for just for shits and giggles um, and just get our listeners to uh, perhaps in the Facebook group to uh, – and don't forget, you can join our Facebook group. Um, just Do we have get a Facebook a Radio Bridge News and uh, Facebook the group in the country. Password <laughs> soapbox. Um but how uh, the the independence factor? So, just specifically, how the the, the last the last brewery that um, uh, sold out its independence? Um, how many places they didn't? That would they drop found a custodian for their brand, for their conscious business. Yeah, don't be drinking um, that Kool Aid. But I just became yeah. Send us in. Send us a number. How many places? Oh, intriguing. Think last year's number Ooh, one. Okay, we're going to run a spread bet plus or oh, minus four. Plus or minus three. And if somebody and and then if somebody gets it right, we you know, we'll find a, a post craft world t shirt or a bar blade or a. We've got lots of stuff knocking around. A prize pack of some sort. We don't have any get off the waters um, t shirts. Oh. I'll tell you what. I, I woke up had people already listened to it. Um, so yeah, congratulations. So I've, I've got two. There'll be. In, in the mail, maybe not before Christmas because they've got to come to me and then I'll send them out because I'll put a bar blade in as well. Anyway. If you do go, if you do want to get on the waters though, because um, I visited, uh, I was invited down to Brick Lane to have a look at the, the brand new brew house and uh, was served uh, Brick Lane branded sparkling water, which is purified and filtered and ah, it's a little picture of the... Water? But no, not hot water, just just uh, just mineral water. Or, you know, well, carbonated water. But I've got to say, uh, it was it just went down an absolute treat. As much as you know, water can. But yeah. <laughs> you can taste the independence. Oh, I, oh, yeah, independent water. <laughs> none, none of that big government water they put fluoride into. That's it. Right, let's ride this thing home, shall we? <laughs> uh, thanks very much to Cryomalt, to Rowling's label stickers and packaging, and to our friends at New Zealand Ale Trail for making this all possible. This has been Bruce News Week. Episode number three hundred and forty-nine. Um, interesting to see what. Uh, what We're going to go out on out for the year on three fifty. Oh, there you go. What, that's what was nice, the inceptual, inceptualize or what was the the in um, instinctualize the instinctualize yeah instinctualize that. I that, be, <laughs> that, that might be so a, a, good, there we get, a good done. title. Save there us one a bit of uh, But thanks very much, Matt. Thanks very much, Claire. Thank you, Pete, Cheers, and Pete. Uh, thank you, Mac. 
Yeah, you know, he's, he's fallen asleep now, so he's, <laughs> managed, managed to... Well, he's joined our listeners then. Finding and chewing everything I own has, um, has worn him out. So, um, and, and the middle Pilsner has, has done a sterling job keeping him uh, quiet for the second half of the, uh, the podcast. So for that, I'm very grateful. Uh, take care. You got anything planned for the, this week? We sort of gearing up for Christmas. Is there anything going on up there in Brisbane? No, just trying to keep on. There's yeah, lots of news. Yeah, God, it is well, busy. Chill out, guys. Stay tuned to uh, radio uh, to Australian Brews News, the website, and uh, you'll um, or the or the, the Facebook group uh, or the Facebook page Brews or the LinkedIn page, page. or the Instagram feed. <laughs> we have many it. channels and platforms, but like we don't put everything is, on all of them because yeah, we, we, d- we have not discretion. everyone wants to see it everywhere. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Curated news, just the way you like it. But uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for more, and we'll see you next week for our last of the year. Yeah, yep. last of the year yep. next week. Last of the year. Yeah, yeah, done. So and, and, yeah, and we're not going to do a big live thing. Not we're tired. Of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a long job. Oh, two reasons. Yeah. And Can't just the timing asked. this and year. Two, and not really allowed. Yeah, it's a bit hard to mm. you know uh, isolate and take risks like that at the moment. And uh, book flights only to have them turned around. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, these things happen. It's what we've got to deal with, isn't it? That's but it. until next week, thanks very much for joining us on uh, this episode of Brews News Week. And until next week. Drink fresh, drink local, look after yourselves and each other, and wash your damn hands. And we're out. Boom. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation. Beer.